0: Hi friend, welcome to the Quiet Connections Podcast. Do you feel anxious and not good enough in social situations? Feel like you're weird, broken or don't fit in? You are not alone. Join Haley and Stacey on a journey to quiet confidence. Picking up key insights to help you feel more calm and confident. So you can finally speak up, join in and feel like you belong too. Hello and welcome back to the Quiet Connections podcast with me, Stacey. In today's episode, I'm catching up with the lovely Phil Williams, which some of you may remember from the breathing workshop that Phil kindly ran for us a couple of weeks ago. And if you happen to have missed that workshop, you can actually find a replay of it, um, along with other helpful workshops to help you feel more calm and confident on the Quiet Connections app. These are included as part of the premium subscription offerings on the app, and you can also get a seven-day free trial, so it's totally worth just having a go and seeing if it's a fit for you. And if not, that's okay too. You can still enjoy the benefits of being a part of our wonderful, quiet community. But anyways, let's get on to the chat with Phil, because he shares some awesome practices that... He has used himself over the years to help with managing social anxiety. Um, that may be of interest to you to um, explore for yourself. So, we talk a little bit about NLP, which myself and Haley have also trained in, um, and that was life-shattering and transformational for me. And we also bring bring a lot of that into our coaching practice here at QC. So. We touched a little bit more on Blue Health Coaching, which you may remember Haley mentioned in a couple of episodes back when we were speaking with Ellie, and we also discussed some other tools which were new to me and hopefully will be of new and interesting to you as well. So as a quick heads up, there is the occasional bit of background noise within this interview. We did quite well working around it, Phil especially, but there is a little bit that we couldn't that couldn't be edited out without cutting Phil off mid-sentence, so just wanted to give you a little warning ahead of time for that. So let's get to it. Hi Phil and welcome, thank you so much for coming on and having a chat with me today, it's a pleasure to be speaking with you. Um, so you recently did a breathing workshop for our community, which we've received some really, really nice feedback for, actually. So thank you so much for offering that to, to the people that we're working with. Um, how did you find that?
1: It was interesting, yeah. It's the first time I've done anything like that. Um, first of all, thank you for um, having me back on. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to chat with you guys again. So, uh, so yeah, thanks very much. But, um, yeah, going back to the... Uh, to the workshop it was it was interesting because I had a I had a, um, a whole lot of information planned out and uh sort of went through the workshop in my mind a couple of times but when you get to doing a, something that's like a live workshop it kind of all goes out the window and you kind of end up or I found it went better when I kind of just ad lived it so uh so that was a good that was a good learn for me there so just <laughs> have a few pointers don't script it just uh have a few pointers and go with the flow
0: <laughs> yes it's yeah that sense of trusting in ourselves isn't it of just allowing us to be there in the moment and and just see what happens and I think actually for a lot of us that can be quite challenging in itself so a huge well done to you and for for stretching yourself I know you mentioned in in the workshop that this was a comfort zone stretch for you
1: yeah for sure yeah but I loved every minute of it. and um yeah it gave me a, a good um really good buzz and I got a, a really good sense of achievement from afterwards from doing it and uh, especially after I got some good feedback from people and at the end of the day it's just about trying to give people some basic information that hopefully will will help them moving forward like the breathing work has, has helped me
0: yeah that's amazing and I think you definitely achieved that so yeah thank you um I suppose like if we just back chat um backtrack a little bit for those who actually don't know who you are would you mind sharing a little bit about um who you are and and what type of work that you do and what you're looking to to get into because I know you're kind of transitioning a little bit at the moment as well
1: sure yeah that's right so basically um I've run my own business for the last um well nigh on 20 years um I was made redundant from an IT company and made some really good contacts from the businesses and particularly schools that we were dealing with at the time and, and a lot of them sort of rung me up and said um you know we, we trust you and 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 we we really appreciate the work you've done if you wanted to start your own business then we'd want to take you on so it kind of forced my hand a little bit me and a, uh, my business partner he worked for the same company we just said look Let, let's let's try and make a go of it and we never thought about running our own business um and it just kind of like it just came out of nowhere and we sort of made redundancy we thought well if we've got clients to to start off with let's just go for it And, uh,
0: and
1: and we did that and we've gone from strength to strength really we've just sort of grown the team and we've evolved from not just it support we've evolved into um telecoms and we do cctv all sorts of stuff that can help not just schools and businesses but but home users um i've also got a shop Sort of, sort of a repair shop that we just use and um primarily for for retail uh, side of the business um but it's yeah it's been um it's certainly been a journey on the learning to run your own business and and having to deal with with staff um but also as um as i as i said at the work on the workshop the other night i've suffered in the past with with social anxiety mm-hmm. Um and just even just general anxiety i've been you know generally i've 've been feeling fine one minute and then suddenly i'm feeling anxious and i'm like, like hmm, this is weird, why am i feeling anxious i don't i don't know what's going on here um and the social anxiety was just you know to, uh, things like even going to meet friends um would be a challenge because i would I would be conscious of what they would what I would talk about, what they would think of me, what shall I wear what you know all sorts of stuff would go through my mind. Um, and it was just, I would just allow my thoughts to run right and they would just spiral and go out of control and then I would just, you know, the classic panicky breath and um, all sorts of, um, oh, sorry about that.
0: <laughs> That's okay, <laughs> got some work going on. <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, I mean, the whole anxiety thing, it was just, it, it, it got to a point where I was thinking it was, although I was managing to function, um, it got to a point where I thought I really you know I really want to do something about this uh and this was about 10 years ago that I started hearing the term NLP uh and I've done a little bit of research read up on a couple of the guys who created um, NLP like Richard Blandler um and was interested with it and then I noticed a an introduction course to NLP at Cornwall College so I went along and done a course with Lizzie Labellastier, if I pronounce her name right. Yeah. Sorry if I haven't Lizzie, <laughs> um, and thoroughly enjoyed it. It was like a ten-week course, um, and we just sort of went for an hour, hour. I think it was like two hours on a Thursday night, and from there I just sort of thought, right, I want to take this further, and um, and then I went on to do a, a full NLP practitioners course, which is which is quite in depth, and the way we've done it. Um, was it was um Friday Saturday and Sunday um once a month for I think it was 10 months so it was like it was quite in, intense so you'd have uh, three days of intense training then you'd have sort of lots of homework to do and reflecting to do until you go on to the to the next month um but I got so much out of it and it, it helped me immensely uh, in in terms of working out better strategies for me to to live my life by and to um, communicate not just with other people but more more specifically for me it's how I was communicating with myself because I would beat myself up mentally on a lot of things and you know I've learned a lot since then and and the the key is to be kind to yourself because you know if you can't if you can't do it to yourself you can't expect anybody else to 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 be kind to you is the way I see it you know you and it's I think the way you you re- react with yourself, and the way you communicate with yourself, if that's kinder, you you kind of reflect that outwards. I feel, and, and as I, as I've developed, I found my relationships with people have become a lot more. Um, uh, I was going to say, I don't know what the right term is, but it, I used to find I could be a bit harsh and a bit abrasive with people, but now I'm a lot more more calm and a lot more um, understanding with people. And, empathy is a word I would use yeah yeah
0: absolutely and um likewise I also did my NLP training with Lizzie too and so I I know how intense that training is um actually I I remember feeling quite resistant to it. I think I reached a point where so much was like so many deep beliefs that I was holding on to started changing and started shifting that I really started to resist it and was just like, no, this is all rubbish. I can't do this. Like none of this is true. This is all just a load of bollocks if I can swear. Um, (laughs) And it wasn't until like, I, I feel like I accepted that resistance and accepted that that resistance was actually part of that change process that things started to shift quite easily after that and I experienced I think like huge transformations in how I was Mm. like you said relating to myself and then how I started then relating to other people as well and yeah I think like that was such a an important part of of my journey and and my experience in working through social anxiety as well. So for Mm. those who perhaps aren't so sure as to what we're talking about in terms of NLP, um, would you mind sharing a little bit more about what NLP is?
1: Yeah, sure. So it basically stands for neuro-linguistic programming. Um, And an easy, simple way of putting it is is it, it, it teaches you how to um reframe things. So anything you're thinking about, you can you can um think about it in a different way. You have a choice on how you react to any situation. And if you can pause um if you feel that you know you you might be having a an ab reaction to something or you might you might think you might be quick to respond, it's best to sometimes have an internal check-in with yourself and think, okay what's the best way ahead for this so there's various they basically with nlp they 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 took seven or eight different types of therapy m- modeled what therapists were doing really well from so hip, from hypnotherapy uh from counseling from psychology from all sorts of um, different types of, of therapy and they modeled all, all the successful um elements of that and came up and packaged it up as as, as nlp um, and it's there's there's so many different facets to it, and there's so many different you know we people who practice NLP call it a toolkit, and there's lots of things you've got in your toolkit that can that can help you um, develop your um, your, your well being and your the the, the the types of relationships you have and how you you relate to the world basically, and going back to what I was talking about last week with the breathing, I found. The breathing is is another huge technique that, that you can bring in as part of uh, a toolkit of resourcefulness for yourself. Um, and I, I don't I don't like to just call it NLP these these days. I just like just like to call it my well being uh, toolkit yeah, because it's not just it's not just facets of NLP that I use. I use other techniques that I've now picked up along the way. Um, you know, like meditation, mindfulness, um, all, all these kind of things. So, I um, something I've come across quite recently is um, is a spin on yoga nidra, which is which is called neuro nidra. So, it's a a, a a lady in America who's who who helps people with PTSD. She's developed this. She's also um, trained in uh, neuroscience, and she's she's heavily into um, neuroplasticity and, and being able to change and redevelop develop pathways in your brain. And she's and she's brought out some really good yoga nidra technique.
0: <laughs> there it goes again.
1: <laughs> so yeah, yoga, yoga nidra is um, it's, it's basically it, you could you could put it down to so you can listen to a half an hour of yoga nidra and it's like a mindfulness meditation. <laughs> and that these mindfulness meditations, if you like really powerful re- mm. really powerful so so yeah the, the whole the whole yoga nidra thing that's been something that i've only found about found out about recently because about 5 years ago i um a friend of my, a good friend of mine is um a meditation teacher and he he teaches classic what you call tm meditation transcendental meditation which is which is what the beatles learned back in the 60s in when it was all classes a bit woo woo and a bit hippie um and i find that a great meditation Um, but they they have this it's quite rigid they say you know if if you can try and do twice 20 minutes twice a day Um, and sometimes I haven't got I just really can't find the time or make the time to do that so having things like yoga nidra I can literally just download and download an mp3 put my headphones on just before I go to bed or for half an hour before and just listen to this and just it's like you a lot of it is like a body scan so probably what you've you've probably done classically with um um other types of meditation um or mindfulness is you just check in on different parts of the body and relax it very similar but with a yoga um twist and it talks a lot of it's about chakras if anyone's aware of chakras then they talk about that um, <laughs> but yeah I, I find that isn't another toolkit that you can use and it just complements the whole um nlp sort of um tools if you like
0: yeah oh that's amazing and that sounds like some really interesting um things that other people who are listening can go and explore and see how how that kind of works for them so yeah thank you very much for sharing that i think i'll go check out that.
1: um i will say actually she's the, the person to look up is emily hightower Okay. And she um, she's on Instagram as Intrinsic Way. Um, what there's a lot of the work she's doing. She does a lot of work in the UK as well. Actually, they do a lot a lot of work with, with um, ex um, special forces people, uh, firefighters who've, who've been in very traumatic situations. Um, and she has this great way of dealing with people. She'll go in and and if they really are in a bad way, she'll, she'll just say, "Look, I'm really sorry that's happened to you." But what we're going to do moving forward, there'll be no deep diving in and unpacking all of the stress and bringing that back up. It's just okay. You've had something really bad happen to you. I'm going to help you move forward with it now. So, you know, you don't have to unpack it or or, or go in, go into reliving any of that trauma. It's just right. we're going to give you some tools now to to leave that all behind you, which I think is a great way of, of working with people like that.
0: Absolutely, Definitely. absolutely. And I know that from the research that myself and Haley have done, and just observations from working with people, and I think exploring like our, our own past as well, that what we've noticed is that a lot of social anxiety is rooted in the sense of childhood trauma that is... Quite often, I think, associated with our relationships and with our attachments. Um, but there could be many, many things that kind of contributed to that. So it sounds like that tool that, that you've just shared could be something really worth exploring mm. for, for those who are listening. What I would love to know, Phil, is what's been the biggest transformation that that you've experienced or the most insightful thing that you've learned about yourself over the years of kind of exploring all these different tools and creating this well-being kit for yourself oh so many so many (laughs) things. big question
1: one of the one of the the things that I've really learned helps me is to be disciplined um because sometimes you can you can learn something new and think oh I'm I'm feeling better now I'll stop doing it but I think those are the times when you need to just keep doing something like with the breath work I make sure I do it every day Um, I make sure I do some type of mindfulness at least once a week Um, getting out in nature and being there um, something we'll touch on in a minute about being Mm -hmm. around water as well Um, yeah every day if I can I'll try and try and make sure I get some get some fresh air get some daylight so a few years ago my office uh, my old office um, was in a workshop that we was at the back of the workshop that backed onto another workshop so it had no daylight it, and, it, and I found that was really really bad for you well it's proven to be bad for you but um, you could be in there at four o'clock in the afternoon and it, you could think it's like midnight because you just you've just got the um, the harsh lights and um, it's not even like led lights that we've got now It you know it wasn't that kind of stuff so just being able to Appreciate. I think that was one of the things that's actually made me more appreciative of, of of natural light and being in in and around natural light. And that is actually proven as well that that affects your circadian rhythm so your sleep patterns. If you can get out early in the morning to see the sunset, or when sorry the sunrise, or when the the sun is just coming up over the horizon, and also seeing it not fruit and not through glass is why it needs to be to get the best benefits. You need to be outside. so so your your pupils need to see this sunset and sunrise and it just helps reset your your rhythm so for people who are having problems sleeping at night that can be a huge thing. just to try to get up early go and get up and it doesn't have to be crack of dawn but while the sun's low on the horizon get out for 10 minutes walk around the block whatever they need to do and again same near sunset so yeah, there's, oh, there's so many so many things. I think um, just being able to um, pick up patterns in my thoughts, and if and if I think well that is that behaviour serving me still, and if I and if I feel that it isn't, then I'll endeavour heavily to, to shift that pattern, and it's like. Um, there's another saying that I came across recently, just two words, shift, adapt, which is basically if you feel if you feel something's not right, do something to shift and keep adapting and keep modifying and modify your behavior to, to something that, that, that that's more beneficial to you moving forward. And it's like and I, it's like you, you probably heard it a lot in self-help books in the past. It's like, you know, sometimes you just you just need to say yes more. And I think that's one of the things that's held me back. Sometimes fear has been a bit you know, has been a big stumbling block for me. I'm too scared of what people might think, too scared of if I'm gonna do a bad job of it and how it's gonna reflect on me. But the trouble is with that thinking, you if you if you're gonna live life like that, you're not gonna experience anything. So I always think try and say yes a little bit more. Try and and that's why, you know, doing the workshop for you guys um last week, it was. I got so much out of it but beforehand I was I was really you know um I would have said nervous but it was kind of like I was excited and that's that's again another shift how I talk to myself is is it are you are you anxious about it nervously and scared or is it because you're excited and if you can kind of train yourself to think well yes it's an it's a nervous excitement then it shifts the way you think about it yeah because they can feel
0: very similar can't they
1: yeah totally yeah and if totally like our
0: associations adjust that that feeling is anxiety and fear then we might actually I, I suppose miss almost that there could be some excitement in there as well so I think yeah good good way to start exploring that yeah definitely So you mentioned there about um, disciplining yourself to stick with some of these practices that that you were using and I I know from personal experience and again from um, people within our community having spoken to them that sometimes we can start something and I suppose have that expectation that it will work or completely like transform us within like the first or second time of trying it. Um, and when mm. it doesn't, sometimes we can easily I suppose give up or or stop or, or I suppose believe that it doesn't work or that it's not going to work for us mm. um, how did you how how did you start to discipline yourself around that to actually keep keep with the practice before you started to to see results because I know just that can be quite hard for some of us
1: mm. I think going back to something that we've used in NLP before it's like um taking um down chunking things down or taking bite-sized things so um to give you an example so I do a lot of running I do a lot of um um marathons ultra marathons and and if someone said to me 15 years ago are you going to go and run marathons I would laugh because I was super unfit I was commuting to London every week i I had to give up football which I really loved because I had a back injury and I just let myself get really out of shape and then my business partner was was uh, in the marines and he said come out for a run with me and I, I said okay and I sort of ran to the end of the road and, and thought I was going to die if I didn't have a heart attack <laughs> I thought this isn't for me but I just said well you know give it a go and just go around the block and I'll just just make little milestones to so say if I can go to the next lamppost or if tomorrow I'll i'll do see if i can do another half mile um and, and i could i use use that sort of um strategy in a lot of things i'll just sort of um chunk things down so if i'm if i wanted to go out and um take on a, a new client for instance i would or, or want to take on on even if that's within whatever realm that's in within it then i would just do little things to rather than think oh i don't i don't want to go cold calling or anything like that i wouldn't call it a cold cold call um, i would just find a different a different way to make something that you feel uncomfortable if you can find a different way to to, to reframe it and make it feel slightly more comfortable and more palatable because um, at the end of the day it's, it's whatever works for you really you've got a, i call it sampling you just sort of sample little things so if if you think you might like to try something new or well, do it once once a week for a month and and commit to that just say okay I'm going to do it once once a week but I'm not going to just give up after the first couple of goes or give it a proper crack at it and at least that way at least that way you can say you've given given something a really good a good go
0: yeah
1: yeah does that make sense
0: Uh, absolutely and and I, I love that term sampling that's, that's a really nice way, I think, to approach it. It sounds very similar to, to what we call comfort zone stretching here at QC as well in terms of it's gradually building upon something um, and breaking it down into those very small steps and just taking it like one little thing at a time until it starts to feel a little bit more comfortable like the next time you do it and then a little bit more comfortable the next time you do it. Um, but yeah, sampling is a really nice a nice approach to that as well it feels nice just gonna sample lots of things <laughs> and see, see yeah. what feels good
1: sample something new this year and yeah if it's not for you sample something else until yeah. you find something that sticks. it's like I never thought that the, the running would be such a big part of my life and now you know I go running three or four times a week and if I don't do it I miss it I find it meditative um and, you know it's releasing those endorphins um it's just you get such a good buzz after it and and I get that from from any type of exercise um but that's what works for me some people don't think well I'm not into that kind of thing but just even just going for a walk in nature if I'm injured and just to get out and think right I can't run so okay I'm going to go and walk around the woods and that to me is enough that will just you know and again you can still be grateful for that because although right, you, you can't go out and do the running that you want to do or or, or the sport that you want to do if you're injured but just to be outside and that it's just you know I get a lot uh, personally a lot from it.
0: yeah amazing so let's have a little talk about the blue health because I know you've recently trained as a blue health coach and you were on that training with Hayley weren't you um so yeah what was what, what was your biggest takeaway from from that training
1: That week had a huge impact on me because it. um, going back to when I first um, learned NLP, um, I felt that I wanted to use it more with people. And I was thinking about transitioning in a way um, to do a bit more coaching alongside my my current business. Um, But then um, my wife fell pregnant with our fourth child. Mm -hmm. So things kind of got put on hold and as she's got older and I've had a, a, a bit more free time running a business and, and four kids is <laughs> free time is challenging <laughs> I, I thought right, well, I want to get, get back into it and I've been talking about it for a couple of years and then last year um I spoke to Lizzie um over at Going Coastal Blue and she said you know I've got a couple of courses coming up that you might be interested in and I've always I've always lived in um west cornwall near the sea and i've always loved the sea even when i go running i like to be on the cliff paths so there's always a connection to me and surfing and paddle boarding and she said and she told me about the premise of blue mine i thought yeah i liked that um so i ended up um there was a bit of to and fro in with the courses with the whole covid situation but we managed to get there in the end um and it's just well i think the, my biggest takeaway from that was blue away from blue mine for a little bit If you like it's just it's just that I really felt after doing it that it reaffirmed to me that, yeah, my calling is to, to coach people and, and actually to help people through things that I've been through. Wow. Um, and even people on that course said to me that they thought I was a coach already. They thought that, you know, they was amazed that I hadn't actually started mm-hmm. my own practice. So it just gave me so much um, confidence in myself to think, well, if you know, that, Practicing coaches are actually saying you've got the skill set that's required for this. It's just that was a huge, huge takeaway for me, and I've met some lovely people from from doing that course. Um, but the the whole premise around Blue Mind is, um, or Blue Mind Health Coaching is a, is around around the fact that being in near or around water is super, super beneficial for your well being. Um, you know, even to things like. They, it, um, the fact that when you're being carried in your mother's womb all you can hear is, is water around around you if you like so so being near sound of water that's why so many people or everyone finds it soothing so you think if someone goes and sits by a waterfall or can, or by a stream or can hear the waves crashing at the sea it's immediately it can kind of down regulate you and, and calm you down I was about to sneeze, sneeze.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it disappeared though sorry carry on <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah that's all right um so yeah and it kind of it just really resonated with me I thought you know what this kind of um the whole premise of, of coaching in nature really really struck a chord with me and like I said I like running out near the coast I like walking out me and my wife like to walk on the coast paths and if you if you can um take people into that environment with a bit of coaching it makes it less formal as well. And I think sometimes if you coach in a formal way, you don't get to really know somebody. I think if you can kind of build a nice rapport with them and, and get them into a nice, relaxing, calm environment where they, where they feel safe, then they're going to open up more because it's, it's very difficult to be, um, stressed out or to be rigid when you're by this by the coast or by the seaside because you know everyone associates the beach with holidays and having yeah. a good time and, and that kind of stuff so it puts people in the right mindset for coaching I think but I think I think as well with um with the landscape of of the coast or on beaches and, and um cliff path walks there's so much that you can use um, to create metaphors as well
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and there's so it's just so many things within that environment that you that you can bring into the framework that you use within your coaching that that can be hugely impactful for people and I think it, I mean even I mean, when we did the coaching it was up at um, the Bedruth and Steps Hotel and so there's a lovely backdrop onto the beach there at Morgan Porth and you know we would walk and explore around there um, and just having so many different things that you can draw from rather than, you know, if you're, if you're sat in in an office, um, you can, you can bring things much more meaning and much more um, value to, to what you, what you're trying to get from, get from, from your coaching.
0: Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, You mentioned something there about the, the C helping us um, down regulate. Would you mind expanding a little bit more on, on what that means? Like, what, what does it mean for us to downregulate?
1: Okay, so I call, I call downregulating is kind of um, putting yourself into a more um, parasympathetic or, or chilled out frame of mind. And I think a lot of people, if they hear the sound of the sea, it's so calming. It's just, and I, I don't think I've ever met anybody who said, "Oh, you know, the sound of the sea isn't calming." It's just, it, it's just, and it's like it's almost feels like it's alive. It feels like breath. So, that, so the ebb and the ebb and flow of a wave or of, of tide, you can you can relate to inhaling and exhaling. And that's that's just that's just one example of like you, that you can use as, as a metaphor. But for me, that's a re- really powerful one. And again, you know, it's like the the, the ebb and flow of the of the wave. You can say, well, you know the wave, the wave coming in is something that you found stressful but as it was as it goes out and recedes back that's that's you getting past that state so there's so many different ways you can reframe and look at elements of of the sea and and of um the movement within it
0: Mm, that's so beautiful isn't it so would you what advice would you have for someone who is who perhaps is listening to this right now and is feeling socially anxious? What what advice would you have for them?
1: I think the first thing I would say is remember that every state that you're in, good or bad, never lasts forever. So it doesn't matter how, how stressed you're feeling or how anxious, it will it will subside. Yet if you work on some little tools build your own little toolkit that can help you get past that um, little blip on the roller coaster that you're going over at the moment, um, then it can be a huge impact. And like I said, breathing is a very simple one is to think about your, um, your exhale being longer than your inhale. That will automatically downregulate and put you into a more calm um, state of mind or try and visualize something that may, um, may be of benefit, think of a time when you were confident that, that you can draw on um, and remember that time. And I think even that shift to actually think about something different, to take your, take your mind off of what you're going through can, can catapult you into, into a new state rather quickly.
0: That's lovely. I feel like you have shared so many helpful um, and practical tools that people can start exploring and, and having a look at today through this chat. So thank you so much for that. And I feel like it's gonna be really helpful for our listeners. Um, if you had, or just just to start wrapping up now, if if you had um a message to send back to your younger self, what would that be?
1: Oh, what would I send back to my younger self? Um, Don't be afraid to be yourself.
0: Oh, that's powerful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Don't be afraid to be yourself because um, yeah, for a long time I let my own self-limiting thoughts and beliefs hold me back and everybody's got them. Um, Some people could, some people learn to uh, live with them and they, they, they live, live um, a quiet sort of, uh, I'd say, in my opinion, it can be a, a diminished, um, have a diminished experience of life because you let yourself hold hold yourself back. And I did for many years. And um, yeah, I would just I would just say that, you know, don't be afraid to be yourself, because the only the only person who's missing out is you, because you can have such such better experience and um, of life. And, and it is out there for everybody. And as far as we know, we only get one go at life so you've got to you've got to make the best the best of it
0: and what do you feel like your next steps are in life like what like where you are currently what's your next thing to to stretch yourself with okay
1: so I'm going to be doing some more training this year in some more um breathing um workshops that I want to be delivering so I'm going to be And also cold water immersion. So I'm going to be looking at maybe training with um, COVID permitting with Wim Hof and going to do the trainer's course with that.
0: Um,
1: And there's another uh, interesting, um, really powerful breath technique that I've just heard about recently called Soma breath, S-O-M-A or soma breathing and that works with similar to um, a wim hof technique where you upregulate or put yourself into a more alert state um but it's done to music and to um specific breathing patterns so you might breathe in for four out for four and then they shift it to the beat of the music so it kind of like brings whole new elements i i think if you get stuck in if you get stuck in um doing the same thing every day it can become difficult to make it habit so if you can find like would certainly with the breathing techniques if you can find different ways to to make it interesting and, and keep it um keep it fresh then it keeps it keeps you um keeps you more interested and more likely to make to make it that that habit that you want a daily habit so i'll be i'll be working on on that that'll be one sort of facet that i'll be looking at and i'll be looking to um to take on some some uh some coaching clients so now I've you know I've worked with a couple of people recently and I've and they've had some some benefit from it I've had some good feedback so I want to want to keep keep on keeping on with that really um so I'll be working on um developing my own website uh for my coaching so people can get in contact with me for that and yeah and it will be because I'm new new to to coaching it will be working um sort of with a lot of people for um for reduced rates so i won't i won't be sort of um looking to chart charge a a fortune for my coaching so i just want to get experience and if you know somebody feels that they can benefit from spending some time with me then it helps me as well as them because it because it's it's teaching me to work on my coaching practice
0: yeah absolutely and i know that we've um already sent a few people your way for some of that practice haven't we so you
1: have, thank, yeah. you.
0: thank you, thank you. <laughs> and also those um those training uh work oh oh my god words are not coming out of my mouth today <laughs> let me start that bit again <laughs> okay. those training programs that you're you're looking into doing this year they sound really fascinating and I would love to have you come back and do a workshop for us again on bringing in some more of these these elements that you're learning if if you would like to come back and do, well. I'd
1: be delighted to, <laughs> to to do some more work with you guys. Yeah, like and like yeah. I said to uh, to Ellie when we we done the breathing workshop, I I really do genuinely think that the um, the resources that you guys are bringing out to people are really powerful, and and the the daily contact that you have with your um, with all the people within your group is um, is brilliant, and it's a it's a heck of a resource to be out there for people to tap into because you know you know when I so twenty years ago, when I was feeling I could have benefited for something like this, there was there was nothing like that around. So kudos to you guys because I think it's um it's you know the 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 company that you you and Haley and uh, and everyone and your team there developing is um, it's brilliant for Cornwall definitely.
0: Thank you so much. That's really kind um so yeah yeah we're really looking forward then to having you come back and do some more workshops and um yeah looking forward to well what I'm thinking is that once you've set up your coaching practice and everything we'll get you back on the podcast for for another chat and see how things are things how things are progressing so yeah yeah Sounds thank you lovely. so much phil It's cool.
1: <laughs> been <Hi, you're very laughs> so lovely
0: talking with you today and thank you for all the the tools and techniques that you've shared that people can start going to have a look at and exploring for themselves to see what what works what works for them thank you cool.
1: no, thank you thanks for having me
0: i hope you enjoyed that chat and perhaps have a couple of practices that you'd like to go away and perhaps google and find out a little more about things that might be of help to you Be sure to tune in again next week and in the meantime, stay connected. Thanks for listening. You can find the show notes from this episode at quietconnections.co.uk If you found this episode helpful, then please tell a friend about it or share on social media. With gratitude for the support of